This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Be Dazzling, the podcast that shows you how to be seen and be heard so that you can step out of the shadows and into your own spotlight. Join your host, Kim Middlestadt, image consultant and transformation coach specializing in mother-daughter relationships as she brings you enlightening conversations with both professionals and moms that will inspire and inform, giving you the real-world strategies you need to unlock your potential and create healthy relationships that will last a lifetime. And now, here is your host, Kim Middlestadt. Janelle McCauley, and I am the director of member experience at, at eWomen Network. And I'm so excited to be here today interviewing the podcast host of Be Dazzling, Kim Middlestat. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and to have everybody on board listening to our first episode. I'm really excited about our conversation, and I'd love to start it by just asking you just to share a little bit about yourself. Well, I grew up in Santa Barbara, California, married my high school sweetheart, and uh, have been traveling around the United States for the last 20 years. I am an image consultant, cosmetologist, and a life coach that works with women in transformation. I love that. That's something that so many people need. So why did you decide to focus your coaching and image consulting on mothers and their preteen daughters? Well, um, I realized after uh, being in the salon for many years behind the chair that most of my clients were moms. And when I would talk with them, they had a lot to say, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I seemed to have a really good intuition on how to uh, communicate with them. And they felt really good leaving, you know, the salon after we were done. And it was just kind of, you know, they always say that bartenders and stylists are like therapists. And I think it's true because we heard everything. Um, and also raising my own three daughters, um, three boys and three girls for that matter, you know, 365 days a year, seven days mm -hmm. a week. Um, it's not like going to a therapist where you see somebody once a week and you try to get underneath to really find the reason. But when you're really walking through it for many, many years every single day, um, you really finally get pretty good insight to be able to help a lot of a lot of moms. So it just seemed to flow right into that for me. Very interesting. So can you tell me, because I always, I always love examples, and I think that gives people a visual. Can you tell me and tell our listeners about one of your most impactful makeovers? Yes. And actually, I use this in many of my presentations because it really did uh, give me a, a turn in understanding that this is exactly where I was supposed to be in my life. But right after uh, getting married, um, we had our we moved down to Del Rio, Texas, right in the middle of nowhere. And I was asked to do a makeover for uh, a officer's wives organization. And um, I offered to do it. I was very young. I was probably 22, maybe 23. And a lady showed up at my door and she had blue eyeshadow and dark hair, long straight hair, parted down the middle like she came right out of the 60s. <laughs> and she walked into the house and we started working on, on her makeover. And I got to know her a little bit. We did, um, we did all new colors on for her makeup. We 
cut and colored her hair. Um, and when I say we cut it, we actually just kind of layered it. So it wasn't, I mean, it was long and straight to start with, but we gave her some flow in, in her hair. And um, I did a color analysis on her to help her with her colors and colors and personality really aligned. So as she started like seeing these colors in front of her and embracing them, you can see kind of some energy coming back with her because she was really kind of subdued when she came to the door. Mm -hmm. she, she just seemed really timid. But as she left, um, we, I had a couple hours with her. Um, we went over to the, the event and when she walked in the room, nobody recognized her. Wow. And she was like giddy inside, but she was so excited. And um, so we did the event. And, uh, and then the next day when she went back to work, her boss of five years said, hey, who's the new secretary? Was asking around. He didn't even recognize her. So a lot of things had changed for her. But the real impact part for me was a few months later, there was an event that um, I saw her at and she walked up to me and she gave me a hug and she started to cry. And she said, I want you to know you changed my life. And I said, I'm so glad. And she said, I left my husband. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm a newlywed and I just broke up a family. And she had four kids, actually four young kids. And uh, she looked at me and she goes, I want you to know that um, he was abusing me and the kids and it gave me the strength to walk away. Wow. And that moment right there, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is where I'm supposed to be. It was just such an empowering, sad, well, but happy, but mm -hmm. empowering conversation to realize that sometimes, you know, you don't know if it's the outside that somebody needs to change before they um, really can grow on the inside or if it's the inside. And then we manifest that into their image on the outside because it's easy to dress a body, but to dress a person is completely different. That's a powerful message because I think how you look impacts how you behave, what you think, how you feel about yourself. And it also shows our daughters and our children that it's important for us to feel good and to take those extra, you know, few minutes, that extra time to really, you know, make yourself feel good, whatever that is. And I'm not saying wear a lot of makeup or do a lot of things, but just feel really confident in who you are. And I know just even, you know, a little bit makes a big difference for me. I, it really does, especially as we've all been confined to home. And, you know, a lot of people say they haven't even been getting up and, you know, really dressing up and it's really impacting what we do and how we think. When my husband was in Korea, when he left for Korea, I was exhausted and I was um, rolling into bed at night and rolling out in the morning and um, I, my kids were two and a half years old to maybe 13 and it was exhausting, but I, every morning would get up and put my makeup on and do my hair. And somebody asked me one day, knowing how tired I was, you know, why do you do that? Your husband's not home anyway. And actually I was dumbfounded. Somebody would ask me that question because I never really put my makeup on and did that for him. I did it for me, mm -hmm. but I think that we are role models for other moms. This is a ministry. When you take on being a mom, you, you have an almost an obligation to our our children and to other people who are potentially thinking about being moms. If you look tired and ragged and in your pajamas going to the store, you know, what kind of message are we sending other people that would want that job? I mean, it's, it's a tough role to be in. And if we can show up at whatever level we can show up, it, it's, it's a message to our daughters that they can show up too and teach them how to do that positively. That's authentic to them. Absolutely. Have you ever had someone when you're doing a makeover that just didn't agree with what you're going to do? Or how do you get people to be open to trying something new? Well, um, I think it really comes down to that no like and trust factor. Important to um, 
really connect with them on a, on a deeper level than just, hi, I'm going to do a makeover. You know, I see on, on posts on Facebook, I'm looking for a hairstylist and you have, you know, 200 people pipe in, mine's the best, mine's the best, mine's the best. And what do you choose? You right. know, and I've had people fly in from all over the country actually with makeovers. And, you know, I think it's just back in the day, it was the journey when I would do the actual, the actual hair and the makeup. Now I um, refer that out. My daughter's a stylist. So I refer that out to her a lot of times if it's mm -hmm. local, if I'm able to work, I love working zoom now actually, because I can do color analysis right online, but it's archetyping the people. It's really finding out who are you? I mean, I can look at you and put in a color, put you in a color, but if your personality is not ready for something bold or you need something bold and I mm -hmm. put you in some dude, it's not going to, it's not going to resonate with you. It's not that element of design to be able to feel confident in your full power. And one of the other reasons why I love connecting with my clients is I want, especially the teens and preteens, I want them to walk out the door. They're already, they're already overwhelmed with people judging them and social media and you trip up and someone's got a picture and there's 3000 followers and oh my gosh, they just saw that. I'm so grateful. We didn't have those pictures when we were kids, right? But I want them to walk out the door and just feel confident, their chin up, their chin up posture and just say, I'm ready. I'm, this is who I am. This is me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want to start a hashtag that says change the cycle so that our kids mm -hmm. can wake up. That. Yeah. At 12 years old, instead of waiting till they're 19, 20, 30 to be able to fix something, let's empower them young while we empower the moms. Because a lot of times I feel that a lot of our disconnects are things that we never worked through as children or as, as young adults or teens. And sometimes we come out as critics because even though we're trying to protect, because we don't want them to get hurt like we are or mm -hmm. that we fed. And so we come across the wrong way. So in my mother-daughter coaching, which is so powerful to me, powerful. I mean, I've worked with just the moms and I've worked with just the daughters, but you can't work with one and not the other. You know, you can work with them together and then help build them up um, separately, but they really have to be, it's like going to retreat and then being put back into the universe. You know, you've got this high going on and then you come mm -hmm. back and life is the same. So if we can all be on the same page or they can communicate from the same page, then they're able to, um, to keep that communication going because they've set a standard of what they're going to accept and not accept in the mm -hmm. communication, how they're going to communicate. So I love that. I love that. So what have you found to be one of the most common struggles that you hear from moms? The moms, they want to protect all they want. They just, the, the struggle is they want to be able to communicate. They want their daughters to hear what they're trying to say and protect them. They're mm -hmm. scared. I mean, they're scared. Mainly a lot of times we have these fears that um, what did I say? I said earlier something about, um, it's like we, we have these fears that we hallucinate that really aren't going to come to happen because we get so overwhelmed with either our own experiences of what's going to happen or what we fear is going to happen. So we don't allow things just to progress. Mm -hmm. And so I think that protection can kind of go over, over the top sometimes. And, you know, there's those three stages where, you know, we go from protector to mentor. And that transition is probably the hardest because mentor needs to happen a lot sooner than most parents, probably 90% of parents. I'm sure. You know, a protector all the way to 18. And then they want to mentor them, but it's almost too late. That's when we need to be supporters. So there's stages that we need to transition as parents and learn that transition where we're communicating on the same level with our daughters so that we can um, go through those stages and love them. I mm -hmm. mean, teens and daughters, mother-daughter relationships, they don't have to be bad. And right. honestly, 
struggles that I went through with my own kids, we were able to work through them. And it's a journey. And I love that you have that conversation with, with moms and it's, it's not just the physical, um, how they look and what they do and that, but there's really, it's how you communicate. It's how you build the relationship. It's how you go from one stage to the next. So I love that you really take them through a process. You know, what about the girls? What have you found um, to be one of their most common struggles? Well, I think because we moms have a hard time going from protector to mentor, I think the girls want to be heard. They hit a point where, you know, they are being more influenced by outside and peers, but we want them to choose the right friends and the right, you know, social groups and um, just do the right things. And I think as parents, if we kind of take a step back and just, if we get that why, explain it. Because you know what, when we have something to validate what needs to be said or done, it sure does give you a, a better understanding of what decision you need to make. So I think that um, if daughters felt like they were heard more throughout mm-hmm. the transition, uh, it would it would definitely, and the communication could go on, which is part of the process, um, and be accepted, be accepted for their differences. You know, we don't want little clones of us, although we think we do when they're little. We have, you know, we know who they're going to marry. We know what their career is going to be and all this, but guess what? It doesn't work that way. I mean, I can tell you not a single one of my six kids went into the career that, or married or whatever, you know, they married and they're happy. And mm-hmm. we have to remember that it's their life. You know, it's their life. They get to choose. So we just guide them. Right. No, absolutely. And I think it is that curiosity. I think if more people, instead of just giving someone an answer, actually help them understand how you got to that answer, because that's part of the learning process. That's part of the journey. So as a mom of six now adult children, in your experience, looking back, what do you think could have been more helpful for you during that time in that preteen years? I think I wish I would have known that other people have gone through or were going through the same struggle as I was at the same time. And it mm-hmm. can truly be isolating, debilitating, paralyzing, um, not knowing what to do. I mean, as a mom, there's no manual out there. There's nothing that says this is how you do this. And if this happens, turn this way. And, right. you know, we're, we're like on the job learning and, you know, what, what my goal is with our podcast and with um, writing, I want to collaborate. I want a collaboration of stories from moms, the good, the bad, the ugly. How, what did you do? What worked? What didn't work? Um, more of a mastermind where we can get together and say, hey, you know what? I think this might work or this or try this. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, positivity, give us some support because uh, when you're alone going through those struggles, you know, not only you, you can't help someone if you don't have your own oxygen mask on. So um, this has been a great conversation. So what gem would you like to leave your listeners with, um, you know, that if maybe they're struggling? I think it's important to remember through this entire journey that as moms, it's our life too. It's not just about the kids. And we do so much of that either or. It's either you or the kids. And I wish I would have learned earlier in this process that it could be an and, and, and I always 
like I have this vision in my head when I explain this to people where I'm walking into store and I always said, you, you can turn right. And people are like, what do you mean you can turn right? Well, I remember walking into the store and the left were the women's clothes and the right were the children's clothes. And I would always turn right. I'd always go to the children. I'd bypass myself and my clothes and how I want it, you know, and you don't have to do that. You can, you can have it all. You mm-hmm. need to remember that it's an and 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 when you think about your kids and your life you really need to take a step back and and write write down where your kids fit into your life and not make the life revolve around just your kids like find out what your hobbies are remember what those are this is just a small period of your life and when those kids are gone at 18 or whenever they decide to leave the house it's you and we forget that. And that transition, which I thought I was preparing for with six kids. Okay, there's only three left. Okay, there's only two left. You know? <laughs> it's, there is no preparing. The house gets quieter and quieter and quieter. And if you don't have something to turn your happiness towards and your that what fulfills you, it's lonely. And I've heard that from women too. That midlife thing, that's a real deal. And uh, we just need to remember that it's important. You are important too. Mm-hmm. Your moms need to have your oxygen mask on. You can have your life. You can have the makeup. You can have the hairdo. And you know what? That's empowering your daughters mm-hmm. to know that they can have it too. So I love that. I love that. So as we end our conversation, is there anything else you'd like to add or to share? And how can people learn more about you or connect with you if they'd like to do that? Well, we are in the process of some awesome things. And what I would recommend, Facebook seems to be the where our group is. Mm-hmm. And it's under Be Dazzling Consulting, but also um, at www.bedazzlingconsulting.com. We'll be having a lot of things coming up. So stay connected with us, um, ask questions. I'm here for you. And I want you to know that you are supported, that you're loved, and that you're not alone. It's really been a great conversation, Kim, and I am excited to hear and and watch this journey unfold with moms and their daughters. And I think all women really need to be part of this conversation because it, whether it's, it's girls or even sons, I think having the conversations, they're things that they can use and really that awareness helps us all move forward in a very powerful way. And we're the role models for that future generation. So I just thank you for starting that. And I'm excited to watch Bedazzling grow and really come to life and invite everyone to listen in and check back and be part of the conversation. Thank you so much. And I agree, by the way, with the boys, this is such powerful information and help for them as well. It is. Well, thank you so much for having me and for our conversation today. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks for joining us on Be Dazzling, the podcast that shows you how to step out of the shadows and into your own spotlight. In each episode, your host, Kim Middlestadt, brings you enlightening conversations with both professionals and moms that will inspire and inform. You can find additional episodes of Be Dazzling at EWNpodcastnetwork.com, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other places podcasts are available. Until next time, we encourage you and your daughters to be seen and be heard using what you've learned here to step out of the shadows and into your own spotlight.
Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.